Last time on Out of the Forest. We'll just say I'm the owner. Bit of a long story there. Uh, can I rent you a paddle boat? Get out on the lake? Uh, it's a little cold, uh, but still just as lovely as any other day. Yeah, that'd be great. And as you look around, you get a look at the mushrooms, and they don't look real? Kurnanos is going to get out there and, and do a little bit of magical mucking around to see if he can find anything. What was that? Oh, it's you two! And you look over, and somehow in one paddle boat is the speedrunning club. Uh, Baron, we need to get off the lake immediately. Hey, guys, um, how are you? How are you? This massive blackened figure that uh, the best comparison you have looks like a giant anglerfish. Uh, just like the size of a small island. Uh, it has giant dagger-like teeth that spread open to reveal a luminescent black pearl that all but fills its mouth. The final thing you do notice is that half of the speedrunning club are no longer in their boat. Kernunos just, like, tears off his jacket and dives in the water. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a sudden increase in the risk of death. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Curtis. I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. My voice did something weird there that I really didn't love. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping it. We're keeping <laughs> it. That's forever. fine. That's fine. It just like wobbled really weird. I don't know what that was about. Wow. <laughs> Chris will edit it. Actually, had the wah-wah filter on. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to. <laughs> oh hold on, I, I've got, installed. I've got that thing at the end of trumpets on my mouth. Hold on. Okay. You've we. got that thing at the end of trumpets oh, on my, my mouth. You know the the little. I, little I know what you're talking plumber about. Plumber fucker thing. Looks like a plunger. That's a plumber mute, fucker right? thing. Is not an is another not great thing that you just said. <laughs> um, anyway, with, with all that nonsense out of the way, and before I get into the opening monologue, I just would like to note that our recording schedule has been a little bit dodgy again as of late. Uh, so if there are any inconsistencies, once again, chalk it up to that. It's not because things are purposefully changing. Uh, with that said, uh, on to the opening monologue, which will hopefully be consistent with our last episode. Kernunos. You haven't had a great deal of experience with your now much more mortal body. You knew that the gods described mortals as fragile, but this was always more referring to the fact that they die and that they die easily. It sort of discounted all the things that don't kill people, but hurt them quite badly. And the cold January waters you've just dove into are one of those. It is freezing and you feel it to your bones the moment you enter the water. Uh, as you flail around, the waters are dark around here and it's difficult, even beyond normal water, to see whatever it is you're looking for. What are you doing? Um, I think Kronos is, is looking to see if, you know, the some of the... Who who from the speedrunning club disappeared? Uh, it was then? Priyanka and Ruth. He's just looking for them, like, was this something where they got, you know, Beetlejuiced, or is this a situation where, like, they have just fallen off the boat because of water moving? This is a Titanic uh, situation. You do is not this, see... Is this magically disappearing, or just falling into water because waves are hard? You do not see any other shapes under the water. Not even the, the big monster? Uh, no. Uh, you, you take a look for it, and the, the water just gets too dark too fast for you to detect anything beyond the first several feet, honestly. Um, I guess he's just gonna get frostbite, huh? Uh, <laughs> he's just gonna get frostbite and die. <laughs> I guess he just died. <laughs> um, I mean, I think out of, out of just sheer foolhardiness, he is gonna swim a little bit deeper. And look uh, a little bit harder before returning to the surface. 
give me an act under pressure. I think you definitely get hold oh, for what could possibly go wrong. Yeah. Uh, that eight. is an eight. Uh, yeah, mixed success. Um, what exactly is your goal here? Uh, to dive deep enough to find something out. Okay. Um, it's a weird one, but bear with me. <laughs> so here's your difficult choice. Carninus, as you begin to dive deeper and deeper, you think you are starting to get deep enough um, and you're not sure if it's because you, you still are somewhat celestial or uh, if perhaps the darkness is lightning, uh, but you uh, something starts to take shape as you dive deeper, uh, but you also feel your body giving up on you as you dive deeper. Uh, you think you might be able to catch sight of something, but you don't know if you'll be able to maintain consciousness while doing so. Uh, I think... Yeah, he's just gonna... He's gonna push it. Okay. That is a very uh, Carnudos move. I, I think that, you dive yeah, I think that's what he would do, you know? You dive deeper, and you see this great shape uh, resting at this impossible bottom to the lake. You've swam deeper than uh, your knowledge of lake says any lake should be, especially one this uh, landlocked and also this sort of remote. There's not a lot there's a single river that feeds this lake this lake just has no business being this deep uh and you see the great shape of that creature you saw nesting and you can sort of feel it gathering power uh and then everything goes dark baron uh you you felt a little bit nauseous there and a little bit confused and by time you uh, regained your understanding of the world around you. Uh, you saw basically the latter half of Kernunos diving into the lake, leaving his jacket behind on the paddle boat with you. Uh, you see Cato uh, and uh, Jimothy kind of looking confused at the empty seats of their paddle boat, and you're not quite sure what's going on. What are you doing? Um. Oh God! Why did Cornunos do that? Because it's Cornunos. <laughs> he doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. Um. God, we're not even on like an actual boat, so there's no flotation device either. This is great. Actually, <laughs> I'm honestly, have... I would fucking love it if paddle boats came with like an, an a little life saving jacket. Life-saving. I, <laughs> I think there there were uh, like life vests for kids. At okay. the dock, I don't think they offered them to you, which, in retrospect, probably should have at least offered them. But hey, you could sue. That's a you could sue for that. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll mark this down as things to sue the locals about. <laughs> I mean, especially if Cronus <laughs> ends up dying, we could at least get some money out of his death. <laughs> Did he have life insurance? <laughs> Does he have any lo- living relatives? Uh. <laughs> well, it's a well, great I mean, question. I guess. Yep, his spouse, Enif, <laughs> and their son, Isaac. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Poor, I, I, need, I need to stop the podcast for a second. His, uh, his poor is, aggrieved son, Isaac. This is very important. <laughs> I just got the worst ad I've ever seen on uh, on Reddit. Like, uh-huh. I, I, It's worthy of stopping the podcast okay. for a second. Oh. Uh, it is a toothpaste commercial. Okay. <gasps> I saw that earlier. I just so, it's so weird. To describe it for, for our listeners, because again, oh, no. important enough to stop the podcast and it needs to be in the podcast. It is a picture of a child sleeping soundly in their bed, but off to the right, a little bit in shadow, which is one of the most worrying parts. This is like lit in like unsettling greens with the the creature on the right of this child's bed in a slight shadow. It is a vaguely humanoid form formed of massive smiling mouths and it says whispers i read it smile guy here to quietly tell you that the colgate whitening pen will whiten your teeth while you sleep click the sad to remove 15 years of stains in just one week i hate it what the fuck colgate sponsor us <laughs> hey Colgate. Also, hey, no, Colgate. You, you missed you missed the p- best part, which is at the title, which just says 
hi there it's me again it's, it's like whisper. again also, also whispers <laughs> so yeah. it's hi there it's me again the, smile the implication guy. being the implication being that smile guy has been in your room more than once while you slept or is a reoccurring character with colgate which then i have multiple questions we, whenever you he... get spontaneous asmr while sleeping in bed it's because the smile guy is there telling you about gold uh, hey chris quick question <laughs> are you subscribed to our husky tantrums oh yeah 100 it's the best <laughs> subreddit i'm subscribed to it's pretty good it's literally anyway. just husky is doing that screaming thing they do uh all right oh, thank amazing. you everyone for for uh indulging us <laughs> indulging yeah yeah deeply um, deeply troubling yeah uh, onwards and offwards, Baron. What are you doing? Um, what are you doing about Smile was... Guy specifically? I'm, <laughs> smile Guy was at the bottom of the lake. Of the <laughs> Just yeah, I'm running for my life. Like I run so fast that I run across the water like the Flash, and like <laughs> I am back. Uh, like I'm Is back he, on land. Are you making Scooby Doo running noises? <laughs> basically, yes. My legs are rotating in like a, a way that you know isn't physically possible as well to like propel me across the water and then i get in totally my truck and, and i now, what are you doing about carnunas um how close am i to the dock uh you guys were like involved in a chase a very slow chase but also like a lot of this lake is frozen over so there's not a huge amount of space for it uh i'd say you're probably a good we'll say like 30 feet so like not terribly far but like far enough to be somewhat of an impediment okay um, he's gonna look down. At, I'm guessing there must be like bubbles or something from where Kernunos was. I mean, is there anything that For, shows like any I signs mean, you, of him? Has, you, how long has it you been? Look, you look over there. At this point, from the moment you dove through the the time of you consider like checking the, the paddle for any kind of life saving implements, um, it's probably been maybe thirty seconds. But uh, you did see bubbles at the start, uh, both his shape under the water, and I, I, you probably see the occasional bubble here and there, um, but like it's not enough to really pinpoint him very well, because uh, he has kind of vanished into the dark, dark lake. Oh, God damn it, Kernunas. Baron takes off his, <laughs> his jacket and jumps in after him. Oh my god. Alright, uh, yeah, you dive in after him. Um, you you catch a sight of Jimothy and Cato looking at you both confused and worried as you also dive into this lake. Um, go ahead and give me an act under pressure as well. Oh god, dude. Hey, hey Chris, quick question. Uh, under what could go wrong, it says, take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll. Can I bequeath that to Baron on this since I'm unconscious and can't use it? <laughs> I, I th you know what? Sure. I, I think that's, he's, he's specifically looking for you. <laughs> I'll I, allow I think it. We can, I, yeah, I'll allow it essentially. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can get plus two on that, Baron. Right. As you try and follow what little trail you can detect. Maybe like Kernunos just jumped in so, so gung-ho-ly that it made a bunch of wake that you can follow. Something like that, yeah, probably. Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Uh, you dive in and swim after it. Um, as you're swimming, you sort of unconsciously, uh, you can feel the, the, the fur of your wolf form kind of coming out to, to, to provide you with some amount of insulation against the ice cold water. And as you get deeper, you see, it, it takes you a little while because it's like, it's just so, so much deeper than it should be. Uh, you see a shape slowly floating up to you, and after a couple seconds of swimming, uh, it resolves itself into uh, Kernunus's form. Um, what are you doing? Um, swimming towards Kernunus, but with the goal to get him up to the surface because That's this fair. is this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you grab him and begin swimming. Are you just trying to get back to the boat, or are you just trying to swim towards shore? Basically swimming directly up first to get to the boat. That's fair. Uh, yeah, you swim up. I think with a 15, I'm just going to let that ride. You grab him under the ar arms with one of your arms and begin swimming up as best you can. Uh, it's not great, because to my understanding, I doubt Baron has a lot of swimming experience. 
Um, I think a lot of this is on instinct more than anything, Probably uh, so, which yeah. means it's a, it's a bit of a doggy paddle, but you got big, strong arms, so it's a strong-ass doggy paddle. Um, and you eventually, it takes a little while, and you, you can feel your lungs burning as you, you, you get towards the surface. You, you reach the surface, and you are gasping for air, and you, you get Kroninus' head above water. As you look around, it's probably been a couple minutes, uh, you see, actually, uh, Priyanka and Ruth are back in their boat, boat looking bewildered as uh, Cato and uh, Jimothy are, like, asking the questions faster than they seem to be able to recognize what's happening. Uh, uh, it's hard oh. to really focus on that, though, because uh, you you are freezing. gulping for air and yep. freezing. Like, it's it, it, you are, it, it, this is bad. Like, you need to do something quick uh i'm just gonna call out to the speedrunning club what are you gonna say scream help please <laughs> uh all right yeah you call it help and that sort of breaks uh priyanka and ruth from their reverie and uh stop halts the the rampant questioning of the other two uh and they look over and they they, they see you and in panic echo your help and uh from from shore, you, you hear the sounds of movement, and you look over, and in a a um, a, a smaller one person paddle boat, uh, Paulette is coming with a life ring. Uh, Isaac and Enif, Enif, you just had the same nausea that Baron had unpronounced to you across the lake from you at this point, uh, and Isaac, you had heard some strange screeching sound uh, but strangely couldn't quite put together what it had been and as you both sort of come to from your disparate experiences you hear commotion coming from the other side of the lake it's quiet but you see across the lake uh, Baron is alone in his boat and half of the speedrunning club seems to be gone what just happened? do you see any of the other ones? Or do people fall into the water? I don't know I mean they could have gone only one place, I think. Where else would they have gone? Do they fall in? Um, I think I think Enif is going to real quickly pocket the mushroom that they were <laughs> looking at. Because they want to take that with them, figure out what the hell's happening. Um, and then I think, um, how far are... Because we're on like the opposite side of the lake, right? You're on the opposite bank, yeah. It, it, it would be a good... Uh, probably 30 minute going at like a light jog and... I mean, obviously faster if you sprinted. Yeah. Uh, to get all the way around the lake from here, like it's it. This is a decent sized lake and a decent sized park. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing much else we can do. But um, I think Enif is gonna yell. We have to go help them and start sprinting to or as fast as as they can to to that where where they're at. All right. Isaac chase. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, both of you just go and give me act under pressures. So you you try and rush to their aid. That's a nine. Eleven. Isaac. Oh, nine. Eleven. What is happening? Oh, it is, it is there. I'm just dumb. Uh, yeah, I think with those, you definitely make it. Uh, Isaac, you are just completely out of breath by the time you get there, especially as anyone who's ever done any amount of physical activity during the winter knows uh, each gasp of air just bites into you. It's not great, but you managed to make decent time around the lake. Um, you kind of watch this whole process as you were sprinting as fast as you can. Um, you see Baron jump in. Um, you see, uh, at one point you look away to, to, to keep making sure you're not going to trip over anything. You look back and the rest of the speedrunning club is back. And then about halfway around the lake, you, you, you see Baron resurface with Carnunos and, uh, you hear everyone screaming for help when you're, you're, you're getting a lot closer you're kind of rounding the bend uh and as you arrive there um uh paulette has carnunos and baron uh laid out on the, the the porch of uh her cabin and is on the phone talking hastily to by what who by context is you assume must be 911 uh, the speedrunning club is, is at a polite distance away, all looking worried. Priyanka actually looks a little bit guilty. And yeah, that is the scene you come to. Uh, Baron is conscious, but looking unwell. He's got like a, a blanket tossed across him, and Kernunas is unconscious. Um, I think Enif is going to completely ignore the speedrunning club 
and mm-hmm. um, rush to Baron and Cornunos. Probably Baron first, if they can see that he's, like, awake. Um, mm. Can they see that he's awake? Yes, okay. for sure. Yeah, uh, so, he's, like, probably sitting up. Yeah, so Enif is going to rush to them and um, kind of kneel down their level and just and just ask Baron, what happened? Like, we just saw... We saw you guys go into the water, and but we didn't really see the reason why. Did you guys get pushed off your boat? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Kernus just, just jumped, jumped in, and then he didn't come back up. So I w- went in after him. I, I have no idea what's going on. Did you? Okay. Um. All right. It, Enif is just kind of like looking around, like seeing what they can do. Because um, I mean, I don't know if Enif. Enif is more with ice magic, which doesn't really help in this situation. <laughs> just, just kill him. <laughs> just kill him. Just, just hit, you, you got it on I for ice when you should have it on upside down I for. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation for point. For ignite. For, <laughs> for incinerate. <laughs> no. Um, okay, I think. Um, can so can I think I think Enif is going to look over to Kernunos. Is he like breathing, or is he? Yes, it's it's a bit weaker than you'd like to see. Because uh, again, he he you was know, underwater. See it. He was underwater in freezing cold water uh, for longer than he probably should have been uh, for both temperature and breathing reasons. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can do any magic with this lady right here. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there probably is also generic first aid that we can can do. People get hypothermia, I think, from staying in cold clothes for too long. We should get them into a warm blanket or something, at least dry. Yeah. Um, well, and it, I'm sure it doesn't help with the fact that they were, like, outside. Um, I think Enif is going to... Uh, is the lady still on the phone? Uh yes. Okay. Um, she, she's she she had you cautiously, but uh, kind of recognized the familiarity with which you and Baron talked, and accepted that like you were close, and you know didn't bother you, and continued to to talk with the the EMTs or the I guess the nine one one responders. You don't talk straight to the EMTs. That'd be wild. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is the because we're we're on the porch, right? Are we like right by this paddle boat? I don't know. Like, is the paddle boat? place is it like a shack or is it an actual like building it's it's like a little cabin you doubt that there's any like lodging in there but okay. there's probably more than one room at the very least is there a heater in there uh like does it feel no. like does the cabin feel warmer than the outside <laughs> I- i'm gonna say no because otherwise it would make paulette look like a psychopath <laughs> what <laughs> If there was a heater in there and she just left them outside, well, she could be, fucking... she could be panicked. I'm not saying. I mean, she's. You, you know what? Yeah, I, I think we'll go with that. So it, it does make more sense for her to be heater and that she's just panicked. We'll, we'll, we will we will we will fall upon that one. Yeah, because I mean, I uh, I can understand that first thing she's doing is calling them. I can get that. I I also don't think it feels like especially warm in there. Presumably, this is a place of business, so they don't keep the heater turned way up to keep their costs down. Um, so like it's warmer in there, but not by a great deal. Okay. Well, at least there's like no, you know, because I think outside it's it's definitely colder. Um, yeah, that's fair. I I think uh, how, what what. How far away from my truck are we? You know. Uh, again, this was like I think I said like maybe fifty yards or so, something like that. Um, from the parking lot. Uh, this is definitely the closest point of interest at the lake to the parking lot. Okay. Just depending about getting into my car. <laughs> Does know. would Baron just ca- cranking the heat and climbing would in? Would Baron yeah. keep anything like blankets or anything like that in his truck? I I bet you there's like a dirty blanket in in the back of his like truck, but I can't imagine it's like anything great. Right, <laughs> it is something. I mean, they're they're both wrapped in blankets that that Paulette grabbed. They're like the, those like emergency blankets that you keep in first aid kits. Okay, okay. Uh, so they're 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 help helping a bit. Uh, they they have both they are both still in their wet clothes with the exception of their jackets that they both took off. Um. Okay. Yeah. I think Enif is gonna say we should we should get them out from the cold and at least bring them inside. And um, Enif is gonna kind of try and like call out to Isaac to see if he, he can help them. Um, 
like maneuver both of them into the building at least so they're not like in the out open cold air we can try to drag Kronunos. Well, I mean, we're two people. I'm sure we can lift them. <laughs> yeah. And Baron, Baron can probably still, like, at least hobble. We can, like, yeah, assist I, him. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Paulette kind of nods with your uh, suggestion, and, and while still on the phone with the, the uh, emergency responder, uh, grabs uh, her keys and unlocks the door and opens it for you. And kind of whispers the location of the, like, covers up the, the speaker and whispers the location of the thermostat in there for you. Okay, yeah, then Enif is gonna at least, like, not crank up the heat, because that actually is, like, not what you're supposed to do with hypothermia. But, like, <laughs> you know, make it warmer. Put them into shock. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Make it warmer. You're hot, you're cold, you're hot, you're cold. Life, death, life, <laughs> death. <laughs> Um, I mean, I figure we also have jackets, too, because we weren't the ones who went into the water. Um, so we'll probably take our jackets off also and offer those. I still think it, at least for Kurnunos, who is unconscious, may be worth stripping him down, at least to, like, underclothes, and then putting him in a dry blanket. Well, the good news is that as a god, he's smooth as a Ken doll down there, so it does All right. <laughs> Very good. That would be worse, but that's just me. <laughs> It's just looking at it like, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> What's it? Oh, my God. Then how did Zeus... No, you know, I don't want to know. <laughs> must have been them Greeks. This must be, this must be the Celtic way. <laughs> Alright, so you, you want to at least, like, get off some of his wet clothes to, so you can start drying off? Yeah, just, like, shirt and pants will <laughs> leave his underwear on or whatever he's wearing. The man of dignity. Yeah, we don't need to go all the way down. Boxers or briefs, Carnitas. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's boxers, right? Probably. I mean, it's actually just a loincloth. <laughs> he has a little fig leaf. Actually, would wear under. Like I, I hope he does, but I mean, I it feels like a very Certainly. human thing. And I know, like back in the day, they didn't. Like they did not wear underwear back in the day, so it might so just be something he just it? never. They did wear underwear, but it was very different. It was basically just another smaller pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe he's just wearing like like shorts. Like I think he might just be wearing like gym shorts under there. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I was going to suggest yeah. it's just a like a fig leaf that just appears. <laughs> it's just no perpetually matter, there. No matter yep. what angle you look at, it's just it's just always the fig leaf. Yeah. In order to uh to to to, to passively give Kernus a hint, uh Balanus starts wearing this shirt. <laughs> Just reads think bigger than a smaller pair of pants. What? That's so um, Hey Chris. Hey Chris. Hey, Chris. I, hold on. How'd you find this? Why, why, hold on, who is why was this in your brain already? I I literally looked up another smaller pair of pants to see what the Google would <laughs> Who is Christine? Hold on. There's also your goals are bigger than a smaller pair of pants. So I don't know what this trend Dercole. is. Who is Christine Dercol? I don't know. know. What the shit? I'm sorry I keep derailing this episode. Think, think. think. Hi. There's ChristineDercol.com. Christine Dercol is a storyteller. You're a storyteller. This that is Word Shop. It's my podcast. Whether... I'll derail it if I want. <laughs> <laughs> she I seems to be some sort of workout person. I don't know, man, but I'm All thinking right. bigger yeah. than a second you smaller pair of... <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. The, those words are ours to choose. Wearing words that remind us it's a choice, not a chance. Words that remind us to breathe and believe. Words that remind us that we are bigger than a smaller pair of pants. <laughs> oh my god. What does that mean? <laughs> 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 like, were they ready to like, Hang on. go on a Lord of the Rings fight or something like that? It's, so it's, it's almost certainly about like losing weight and exercise. Important than going down oh, the pant size. Yeah. Right? Okay, oh. yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, thank <laughs> you. I, I could not okay. get there. I liked it without context. Size. That's actually a good message. Okay. I feel dumb now, though. <laughs> okay. I was just like, why would we be thinking about a separate pair of smaller pants? I, was, I just <laughs> had not the context I needed. 
Oh my god. So Carnunos has been stripped down to a smaller pair of pants. And given, and given, <laughs> and given an extra dry jacket as well as the yeah. blanket he already had. Uh, Baron, are, are you partaking in the stripping or are you just dealing with the cold clothes? Um, I think I, I definitely take off like the shirt and stuff that I had and just put on my dry jacket at least. That's fair. Uh, you managed to grab that from the pedal boat that got brought in along with you. Um, and yeah, it is much warmer in here. Uh, you, you feel yourself returning a bit to normal. Uh, Baron, uh, you are still cold as hell and ha- do not have feeling in many of your extremities. Uh, but you no longer feel like you're actively dying, which is a step in the right direction. Thank God. Uh, Kernus, you are unfortunately still unconscious. Yeah, quiet over there. <laughs> Um, what's so the status on the ambulance? I mean, <laughs> I okay, so I could, it says here with healing magic, I can heal one harm from an injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison. Would hypothermia count as a disease? <laughs> <laughs> um, at least could I, could I, I at least prevent sure. it? Sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's technically a disease, but I think you could use your healing magics to heal this particular condition. Cool. That's what get Enif's gonna flowing. do. Yeah, get the I, blood. I, I will return to the. I'll allow it. Okay, just to get the blood flowing to make sure he doesn't die. You, you trying to to get Kernunas feeling better? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, give me your glitch. That's a nine. Um. Uh, I'll take one harm. All right. Uh, yeah. You begin uh, hovering your arms over Kernunas, trying to. Uh, stabilize him uh, from, you know, whatever happened. And you kind of take a lot of that cold on yourself and the sudden shock of freezing cold kind of shoots through your veins and you take that one harm. Uh, but Kunis abruptly takes a deep breath as the the uh, magic works on him and his eyes just sort of flutter open in shock. Oh, God. <coughs> what happened? I, I don't know. You, you tell, tell us. us. You were just, all of a sudden, you weren't in the boat anymore. What Did you get knocked out? What happened? The... <coughs> the 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 speedrunning club, did they make it out of the water? Um, the ones on the shore? They, were, they didn't look like they were in the water. They were all dry. I mean, I counted four of them. There's There was four of them, right? There's four people in the speedrunning club, right? <laughs> I saw... When the when the creature appeared, there were, two of them went in the water. You saw them go in into the water, like dove in. I, they, they, I mean, no, they disappeared. But I thought. So, so you jumped in to to help them. Yes, um, they made it out all right, though. They seemed fine to me. Yeah, they seemed to be all there. Did you see anything under the water? Hard to say. It was very dark. Um. There was... Did you all see the, the giant fish? I, I can tell you I did not. I have... What uh, are you talking about? The, like the a wave, salmon? The, no, the the, the... the the giant undersea creature that appeared at the top of the water. You, none of you saw that? No. I got, I got a headache salmon. randomly, but I didn't see anything. We heard something. Did you? I didn't hear anything. Oh. Yeah, it was really loud. Did you not hear it? No, I just got really sick to my stomach for a little bit. And then as soon when that went away, all of a sudden Cornunus just wasn't in his boat anymore. Yeah, I got the same thing. But, you know. That's weird. Witness jumping. So, okay, well. All right, Cornunus, we'll describe what you saw and let's... It's not like I don't believe you, but let's. It's not the first time that we've all had different versions of reality. So, what did you see? Kernunus is is just wearing his shorts, right? And like a jacket given to him. And a blanket. Yeah, for Isaac. And a blanket. I I think he kind of realizes what's going on and is like kind of like looking around, just like, okay, all right. Um, um, there was a. Some kind of creature. It was all teeth and it was black it came out of the water um and then two of the 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 kids were were missing 
then when I dove in, there was some light at the towards the bottom of the the lake, but I couldn't see any deeper. This lake is incredibly deep. I will say I did I did notice that before before you guys got on the paddle boats, I went down to the edge of the water just to feel it with magic, and there is a part in the center of the lake that is unnaturally deep. Hey, question real quick. Are we chatting about this stuff while other people are around us that are not us? No, you're in the paddle boat building proper. Okay, uh, I didn't know. They're all like just like... outside, but as long as you're not like yelling what you're talking about, they're okay. not going to hear you. Did I thought you see the, the giant monster? <laughs> yeah, I thought Paulette like might have come in. Okay, all right. That's Thank fine. you for healing me with magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters are everywhere. Actually... I think Enif is going to, because, like, after hearing what, since we all sound like we had different experiences, Enif might look to Isaac, and because he at least knows the speedrunning club a little bit, maybe, Isaac, maybe you should ask the kids outside what they saw, just to see if they saw this fish thing, too. Um, I could try. Uh, Kernanos, which two was it that you said disappeared? Uh, Kurnunas has no idea what their names are. Just <laughs> um, uh, des- <laughs> describe was, them. <laughs> it was the 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 two the two female ones the 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 girls. Uh, okay. Um, he'll go outside and try to find them. You walk outside. Paulette is uh, on the phone, but no longer seems to be consistently uh, conversing. Just seems to be on the phone for the sake of in case there's any developments. And she kind of gives you a questioning look without like trying to jump on you and ask what's going on gives a like a small thumbs up uh she looks relieved and uh reports that things are looking stable to the uh thumbs up we successfully killed him (laughs) (laughs) he finally got what he deserved we did it we got that life insurance money oh my god boss you killed a god congratulations (laughs) boss this is why you're the best congratulations might have killed your father but we killed him (laughs) All right, yeah, and uh, the the speedrunning club is sort of talking amongst themselves. Um, Ruth seems agitated. The other ones are seem like they're trying to calm her down. Uh, he'll go over um, and sort of try to get their attention. Yeah, as you you walk up there, uh, you hear uh, the end of Ruth saying it's on fire. I, I don't know. I, I, I swear I saw it. And you hear Jimothy say, I told you guys we shouldn't have gone over and checked out those mushrooms. Probably fucked Ruth up. Hey, you need something? Oh, uh, I just wanted to make sure that you guys are okay. Uh, I think we're mostly alright. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but I guess I don't know. They've been talking about weird mushrooms and hallucinations around here and we want to go check it out so i guess that's our fault and resist no i i wasn't hallucinating i i I swear did you uh hear something or see something on the water uh go and give me an investigative mystery isaac pulls out this giant question witnesses (laughs) starts starts investigating ruth 12 (laughs) that is a 12 yeah you get two questions um even bigger magnifying glass (laughs) <laughs> oh no, just growing. Uh, one of which I imagine is, what happened here? Yeah, what happened here? And I'll decide the second one in a bit. Yeah, you can ask the second one once you hear the prescription. Uh, Kato goes, I don't know, I, uh, me and Jimothy were alone for a second, but I don't know, I could have just been some sort of weird hallucination, I guess. Uh, then, uh, your friends jumped into the water for some reason and then we weren't alone anymore and uh priyanka doesn't seem to remember being away so i guess we just imagined it and ruth says she was near her house but everything was on fire and ruth goes i it it happened i felt the heat there there was there was everyone was screaming Hmm. Uh uh-huh can i um yeah can I either use my telepathy move or use it in tandem with the second investigative mystery? Yeah. Um, to try and essentially see those memories. 
yeah. like for, like see what happened from Ruth's point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could I, that definitely be a what is con- being concealed here, or even a what it, uh, sort of creature is. That. There's any number of questions that line up with this, but I think using okay. telepathy is a really cool thing to do here. Uh, yeah, you you following on this, you you look into Ruth's memory and you see her sitting there and you see out of the you're seeing through her vision and you can see out of the corner of her eye this massive dark shape uh to her right towards the center of the lake uh but before she can turn her head uh she is suddenly standing in the middle of a street and it's a street in the like the 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 city proper of munsdale uh and as she described it, everything's on fire. Everything is lit with this orange glow. Uh, and there's screaming everywhere. Uh, she's looking around. She can see people running. It, it's all happening so fast uh, that she can't quite catch faces. Uh, she sees uh, one of them uh, on the ground being torn apart by a large wolf-like creature. Uh, and as she screams and starts to run, uh, you lose control or you lose uh, your connection to her mind. And the grandfather clock screams, Why? <laughs> Why didn't you finish <laughs> your essay? Oh, God. Horrifying. I think he's a little shocked by this. Uh, and Natural reaction. Timothy, yeah, you, not... you don't need to worry. I, I'm pretty sure it's just the, the mushrooms over there giving us weird visions. Uh, they've been talking about it all the time on the radio that my, my dad listens to. Oh, oh. Hold on, uh, does your dad listen to NPR? Almost certainly. Yes. Um, okay, well, stay safe, you guys. Maybe, I guess, avoid the mushrooms. (laughs) Kate just kind of laughs at that and goes, or get some more, you know? Wait. No! No. You you have fun. Kate is a drug addict. No! (laughs) You fucking kidding me, kid? Yet Isaac, uh, you 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 give a little wave and leave the speedrunning club to their their debates about whether or not they had hallucinations and whether or not they should have more, and head back uh, into the cabin uh, to rejoin your friends. Yeah, concerning news. So Ruth and Priyanka did seem to experience something. Um, it, it they did seem to maybe disappear for a little bit, but they're kind of just talking it up to the mushrooms. Um, but Ruth seemed to have a, a vision of some sort or, or was displaced, and it was kind of disturbing. She saw, like, the city burning and everything was on fire and people were screaming. And um, he kind of looks at Baron and says, uh, and there was a wolf that was attacking and tearing someone apart wait uh wait a minute that i've seen that exact vision um, when what you, you have? yes when i told you earlier when i was going down to the water just to see reach out with magic i had a brief vision and it was exactly what ruth experienced I don't, with the burning and everything yeah, too it was very short very brief second but i remember it and it was a fire everywhere and people screaming and someone being torn apart by a wolf it was very wasn't what i was expecting when i put my hand in the water but did she was it a vision or did she say she was physically there um she thought i guess she thought she was there Did she get transported? Is that where she went when she wasn't in the boat? This is definitely odd, but we have now two separate people that say that they saw these two people, part of the speedrunning club, disappear. For a, even if it was just for a second. Two separate people have said that. So it might, it could be a shared delusion. <laughs> because I've had the same vision as Ruth, but something's telling me that there might be more to that. There might be more. I don't want, I don't want this to, to be swept under the rug. There was a giant fish. Right, that too. <laughs> let's not, apparently, yeah. Let's not breeze over that one. Right, um, and so I don't think anyone else has seen it, but Cronunos did, 
And well, Ruth said that she saw something uh, like a dark shape out of the corner of her eye. Maybe that was the same thing that Carnuno saw. Okay, so even if it's vague, we've got some shared connections here. And a giant fish in the middle of the ocean, or the middle of the lake, is definitely concerning. And I will say that the lake seems deep enough to house something like that, so it wouldn't necessarily be unbelievable. Hmm. But I, I, I've never even been fishing, so I don't really know how to handle a huge fish. <laughs> you know what they say, when there's a fish that's causing a problem, you grab your fishing rod. <laughs> every time, every time Kernuno says how big the fish is, his, his arm waving gets a little bit wider. <laughs> it's bigger. It was this big. It was this big. Uh, it's, it is around this point that you can, you, you begin to hear distant uh, sirens of an ambulance. Oh, uh, hey, yeah. guys, I can't go to the hospital. They'll see something weird. Well, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I've been better, but um, do we have a fresh pair of clothes that I could s- sneak into here? No, probably not. <laughs> right. it's honestly, not normally something unless, I keep on unless me. our mighty DM will say, will give us once then, again the convenient pair of clothes. Well, Then get me a pair of shoes and get me into the well, truck. Well, we don't... I mean, you can ha- we can have them look at you and give you a blket or something. We don't have to go with them. Yeah, I, I think you're I, in a good condition. can't force you. Yeah, into yeah. they can't. I, I, was about to, I was like, like I, the only reason I asked how good you were doing was to make sure that you really didn't need to go to the hospital. Hey Chris, do I need to go to the hospital? I mean, that would be a decision for your character, but uh, they can probably do some... EMTing here just to make sure you're not going to die without having to take you to the hospital. Yeah. There are also, if you're really desperate, there are some uh, Polly's Pedal Paddle Pontoon like T-shirts here. I don't think there's <laughs> pants, but there are at least T-shirts that are Polly's Pedal of- Paddle Pontoon pants. <laughs> he grabs a, a T-shirt. You, you know what you got me there, like Alistair? A- there are also like <laughs> hot pants. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Like they are, none of them are at all proper for the weather, but they are at least dry. Oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna grab a t-shirt and leave a twenty on the on the counter. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, uh, you you put on a a dry Polly's pedal paddle pontoons t-shirt uh, on top of your apparent gym shorts that you wear under your regular pants, <laughs> oh my god. Um, which are drier than they were. They're still you know damp and quite cold. And the the you hear uh, voices outside, and then shortly after, a, a pair of EMTs come in. Just to skip over the fact that I don't know anything about EMTs' work, they they run some checks, they they do what they can to to help you dry and warm up safely, uh, and get you at least to a uh, safe status. I think you're still cold, but you're no longer in danger of like getting frostbite or uh, going into shock. Uh, after several uh, rejections of a trip to the hospital, uh, they do eventually leave, um, and uh, Paulette uh, is appreciative that you, you're better and doesn't even notice 20, but also doesn't see it, say anything about the shirt that you've taken because, well, you've been through a lot. That would be extremely rude, uh, and uh, tells you you can stay in the cabin as long as you need to until you're feeling ready to get it back up on your feet. Uh, and then she goes back to manning the shop, which at this time of year mostly means just standing on her phone on the porch. Good for her. <laughs> okay, well, I definitely think we need to go somewhere a little bit warmer than here. It, it, Bar- Baron, are you okay to drive? Or do should Isaac and... I don't know if Edith if even knows how to drive. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think I don't Probably think Edith knows. Right? Edith definitely know, doesn't. I- I wouldn't put that there. Yeah, yeah, like there's there's better, literally yeah. been no reason Enif would ever need to like have a car. Um so yeah, I don't think it I'm sure Enif has driven before, but I don't know if they can remember it. So <laughs> I will say that. Um yeah, so think... yeah, Enif is just like is is Baron are you, are you okay to drive or and then Enif kind of looks at Isaac, like, do you have a license? <laughs> somewhere out there, there's a learner's permit for Chinsun and Min. Yeah, just somewhere abandoned. <laughs> so expired, you have no so, idea. So, so expired. <laughs> I think Baron just kind of, like, like, 
trying to get feeling back in his his fingers and like can move them kind of. Um, I think I think I'll, I think I'll be okay. And I just might have to warm up a bit in the truck first before we go. I de- we can definitely do that. But I just I think it's best if we get away from prying eyes so we can have a little bit more of a conversation and then also just this place isn't the warmest and we need to get you guys in some drier clothes. Yeah, for yes, sure. Please. So Yeah, we'll hop in the in the car. Yeah, you guys head off, uh, give your gratitude to Paulette, and you head on back to the truck, uh, starting it up oh to no. get start getting warm. And the music begins blaring again. Oh no. And in the far distance, you hear just a, Are you kidding me? <laughs> go, go, go. Baron, not even ready, not warmed up, is like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> uh, and the, the truck peels out, uh, cough, belching up a little bit of smoke out of its tailpipe. As you get on the road, uh, just seeing um, that man exiting his home as you, you, you pull off down the street. Oh, Enif would have given them a piece of their mind, 100%, if he tries to berate the, these poor people again. <laughs> Enif's just like, you got their head out the back of the window. Just like, you stay away actually, from my family! Actually, 100%, Enif... It's like if stay away. If, they, if, they, if if we can see it, Enif pops their head out the window and just gives the dude the biggest middle finger <laughs> as oh we're driving away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, after that, you are safely on the roads, uh, heading north out of um, out of the park area and into the rest of Munsdale. How does it feel leaving the the primary mystery spot uh, for like the first time during a mystery in ages? <laughs> We're not just hanging bad. around dying every time. <laughs> like, no, we can come back into the water. I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, maybe it we'll be bad, more smart. Trebek. It it does the first experience. Yes, I have to admit, does feel bad. Next experience might also feel bad. Don't know. So, what are you guys doing? I mean, we're going back to Baron's cabin, right? Getting a getting a new pair of pants. I was going to say, Canunas, do you want to stop at your place or you just want to head to mine? Uh, God, I guess Baron and Canunas are probably the same size, right? So. I'm sure they can there's be something. If you wanted them to, might just might just go to go to Baron's place and wear his clothes. Okay. Got, got some nice comfy sure. flannel for you. Yeah, uh, you drive north, uh, taking the route that only has to cross the river once this time. Um, still is an unpleasant experience for you, Isaac, uh, but you make it through. Um, uh, but by the, the time you get all the way up there, you've all experienced at least a little bit of shock, except maybe Enif, uh, and you park the truck, turn it off, finally shutting off the music, and you all climb into Baron's cabin. Uh, Baron, you take Kernunus upstairs and let him pick something from your, um... Your cabinets. Uh, what? 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 Are they just like? Do uh, you only own blue jeans? I, I imagine blue jeans and flannel, and, and right. the pajamas are also flannel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kenneth is rocking a nice pair of blue jeans with a uh, a Polly's paddle paddle boots uh, t-shirt on top. T-shirt and then a flannel oh, layered man. over it. Yep. Okay, and That's uh, the look. you all gather back in the sanctuary. Um, a little worse for wear, but mostly unharmed. Away. <laughs> um, I think while they're doing that, um, I think Enif is going to go um, through, since we, I know we researched it a little bit before, but Enif is going to uh, go through the library and see if they see anything of Big Fish specifically. Oh, yeah. Can we going to investigate a mystery. Using, using your I would like to library. help out with looking at fish because I was the only person who saw the fish. Right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. At, you come back down after uh, Enif has pulled a bunch of books off the shelf, uh, prepared to weigh in on the interest. Uh, helping out probably won't actually do too much, but still in you know in canon in lore. In lore. Uh, all right. What is your uh, one question? What sort of creature is it? What sort of creature fish. is it? Um, <laughs> it's a fish. I don't know, man. You're looking through these fish, and you're looking at, uh, you're like, you're listening to what Carnus is telling you, 
and um you find it, you find the descriptions match uh you have like a spare book on just marine biology because you described every book that might be relevant ever uh to put into this library and you find that the description really closely matches that of an anglerfish though it, it's missing the the headlight from what you can tell um and obviously most anglerfish don't have a giant pearl inside of them uh but your research into like aquatic monsters and the like aren't matching that so you start branching out and your research from what you've heard of what happened to ruth and the fact that most of you didn't see it uh seems to um all fall upon one thing and that's that the fact that it's aquatic might be incidental to what it actually is and just going off of some of your experiences with the monsters lately and through your time being a monster hunter uh suggests that it might be another reality warping creature. Oh, fuck. Then I think with that information, I think Enif is going to take out the mushroom that they stole and try and see if there's anything that... Trying to see if they can figure out, is this mushroom tied to this creature in some way? Or is it completely two Uh, separate things? You look at the mushroom, you look all over, you're trying to find anything. And this one I'm just going to give to you because you were smart enough to bring the mushroom with you to examine later. Um, you eventually find in very small text uh, on the bottom of it, uh, Anderson Manufacturing Corp. What? <sighs> Son of a bitch. Hey, you guys, it's... Look, this, this, these mushroom things that were all around the lake, they... I ended up taking one because... They weren't real. They're props. And look, look at the bottom. I mean, this was created somewhere. So this whole idea that these fungus spores are creating hallucinations, that's that's definitely not it. Whatever is happening, it almost feels like someone's doing it on purpose. Do you think that these are used to cover up the effects of whatever the thing is in the lake and give it like a you know oh there's weird stuff going on but it's because of these mushrooms nothing else strange going on just avoid the mushrooms like a way to play it off the name anderson is almost certainly not a coincidence here right i i've probably no i don't think that's That's too many coincidences yeah charles said that the um the name Anderson was tied to like the founders. Chris, could I um I know we have like a magical laboratory now. I don't know if this will help me with that. But I want to see if I can find because I know they were talking about like um some I wanna see if I can find any traces of mind altering Okay. Um, I'm trying to find any traces of, like, a mind-altering thing on the mushroom. Like, if there's magic tied to it, or if there's, like, some residue on it, or anything like that. Or inside of it. Running off of, between your magical library and running off of your investigative mystery lets you ask uh, what magic was done here as part of your forensic divination. Um, I, I think, yeah, you do take that mushroom over to your laboratory and you, you start examining it. And sure enough, as you, you're, you're trying to run these tests, they're all coming back completely neutral. Uh, it's becoming more and more clear that this is, as far as it's things go, a fairly, a fairly convincing replica of a mushroom. Uh, but it is very much made of plastic and is as plain as plain can be. There is... There's nothing, there's no chemicals on it, there's no magic on it, it is just a prop. These mushrooms have to be a diversion. There's absolutely, I've run every test I can, and the there's nothing on here. There's no chemicals, there's no magic associated with it. So, these Anderson Company, whoever they are, put these here purposefully as an excuse as to what's happening. So they might I think there's I think there's two things we have to look into here. We need to figure out how the Anderson group is is connected to all this. And we need to figure out what happened to Priyanka and the other the Something... other shoot, what was her name? Who is whose name? 
Ruth? Uh, the yeah. We need to figure out what happened to Priyanka and Ruth. Because I... They vanished. They disappeared completely. I wouldn't have jumped in the water if I wasn't completely sure. There's definitely... It was quite cold. There's... I, when I was looking at the lake before, I could feel that there was magic there. There's something in the lake. It's causing me to have visions. It's causing you to have visions. And if whether that fish thing was physically there or a shared vision, we don't know yet. Hold on. What if it's not a vision, though? You said that you felt like you were in that place, and Ruth said that she felt like she was in that place, and we've been... I did not feel like I was in that to... place. I just saw it. But Ruth oh, felt like she okay. was. Ruth felt like she was there, and they were physically gone from the boat. We've been to an alternate Munsdale before in that static portal world. You don't suppose that they actually were transported even briefly? It's very much to possible. like an alternate universe. Yeah, it's quite possible. And whatever is happening, this Anderson company must know about it, because otherwise they wouldn't take the effort to put these super fake mushrooms around and blame everything on them. Well, let's Google the Anderson company. <laughs> <laughs>